I'm Allison Bukowski, and this is The Customer X-Files. I'm delighted to bring my years of experience supporting, building, and leading customer marketing and advocacy initiatives to the amazing community that supported me throughout my career. I've always been committed to moving CMA programs from transactional to engaging, multidimensional experiences, and this podcast is no different. Each episode, I'm joined by an incredible thought leader within the customer marketing and advocacy space, generous enough to share insights, knowledge, and experience with all of us, the Customer X community. Brought to you by the PeerSpot Network, nothing is off limits. If it has to do with the customer experience, we want to talk about it. And just as our industry continues to evolve, so will this podcast. Several days after each session, we'll invite all of you to join in a live Q&A session with our guest. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Customer X-Files. I'm Allison Bukowski, and not only is this the Customer X-Files, it is the very first episode of the Customer X-Files, my entree into the world of podcasting, and I couldn't be more excited today than to have Ms. Barbara Thomas as my first guest on the show. I've admired BT from afar, gotten to know her. She volunteered to be one of my mentors, and now I'm very proud to be able to call her my friend. So many of you, of course, already know her. She doesn't need an introduction, but she does go by BT and has done so for the past 30 years. She is currently the Senior Customer Advocacy Manager at Improvata, and as a marketing executive specializing in customer advocacy, she literally wrote the book on it. I mean it, she has a book published by Pearson Publishing in 2016, titled Advocate Marketing, Strategies for Building Buzz, Leveraging Customer Satisfaction, and Creating Relationships. BT's list of accolades is certainly a long one. She's an award-winning marketing leader who thrives to solve problems and tell stories of how those challenges were met and championed. She serves on many advisory boards, both publicly and privately, a certified marketer by serving different organizations, including Pragmatic Marketing, eMarketer, and more. And as if that weren't enough, she's the CEO of her own agency, Creative Tactics, LLC. BT is married. She's a pet mom to four wonderful little creatures of various ages. And we've certainly spent plenty of time talking about our furry family members and try to enjoy a virtual cup of tea together whenever possible, just like we will today. So welcome BT to the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Wow, what an intro, thank you. You are welcome. Let's dive into a couple of things here. You and I have had many conversations around customer marketing and advocacy, but this topic of customer awards, and you said something to me that got me hooked right away. You said that you could highlight the benefits of a customer award program to every single team in the company. You told me I could push the envelope and I could challenge you to prove it. So we're gonna do that today. Sound good? Oh, we're going to start with the challenge. Okay, let's go. We're going to start with a challenge, actually two challenges. So you know that I'm a big believer in people before professionals, right? We, you know, obviously we're all people before we come to work in the morning. And I have an icebreaker, if you will. And don't worry, everyone is going to get one of these questions. So my question to you today, BT, is if you had a theme song, what would your theme song be and why? Oh, okay. 
I would have to say any Christmas song. Yes, even the religious ones too. That would be my theme song. It's my favorite time of year. It's um, my favorite memories. People are the kindest at that time of year. <laughs> my favorite memory is out there on the duck of Ocean, Washington State in the Olympic Mountains at my former parents' home deep in the woods along the duck stream, uh, um, the river there. Mom would do natural holiday decorations with the evergreens from the trees and red ribbons and flowers. And dad would build a warm fire in the Ben Franklin stove there. That's when my family would all get together the wildlife was fabulous out there there were elk bald eagles black bear and my first bigfoot sighting no i'm just kidding i i've never <laughs> seen bigfoot that, that's a but, story for another time yes yes christmas song any christmas song is my theme music so i that's why i love asking these questions i didn't know that you and i were both Christmas junkies. Oh, big time. Yeah. I have, I think we had touched on it at one time. I have five trees that I put up each year in the house and Christmas music starts at Halloween, much to the chagrin <laughs> of my kids and my <laughs> husband. And thankfully, both of my girls are much more musically blind than I am. So one on the piano and one on the saxophone. Y you know, I'm going to ask you if you have to, you, you have to pick one christmas song i hear i saw mommy kissing santa claus a lot that's my daughter's favorite to play so what what would you pick because what you i get silver bells coming to mind winter wonderland i'll be home for christmas when you described that scene it just sounds like perfection oh god one one well the christmas song mel Tremé wrote the christmas song or i'll have to go with that well i also like no no i'll go with that one the classic stick with stick with the classic well thank you for for sharing that and i suppose we can transition into talking a little bit here about awards and award programs um so back, well, what's the transition? How there wasn't. There was oh, no. Okay. There was no transition. Okay. okay. <laughs> at all. Hold on. Let me. Let me think of. Let me think off the fly here. If I could come up with with anything. <laughs> Gifts. Christmas. The time of giving oh, and recognizing yes. those that are yes. important to us, family, but also our customers. Very right? good. Oh, there, good transition. That's better. It's yeah. a little better. So the ultimate gift for our customers awards and recognition of all of the wonderful things that they do for us as CMA professionals, but also our organization. I tend to notice that award programs have just exploded in the past couple of years. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. really like to hear from you. Why do you think that is and why now and why does it matter? Well, I have to answer your questions with a question. Why wouldn't you do it? It's a huge content generator. It's a huge recognition, way to show recognition, respect, and reward your customers. It 
uh, is greatly appreciated by your customers. And I, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't want to do it. If it's okay, let me break it down into the benefits of an organization. Um, it allows you to generate, well, let me go through a laundry list of content that one award entry form can generate from one winner. So, so you have one customer who's a winner. You get insider information and insights that they've never shared before. They've been reluctant to share. You get consent to use their logo and their name drop where before they had to negotiate on a contract and, and get a discount for doing that. You get public customer success story that's written and you can get video and photos from this opportunity. You're getting quotes and testimonials out of it. You're getting metrics and different statistics of success to buy for that particular customer. And if you group them all together, oh, there's an infographic for you. You're announcing the winners in press releases as it happens. You're posting on social media when it happens. They become references and those references are ready to speak at events and webinars and podcasts for you about their award-winning experience with your solution or your services. You can take that write up and nominate them for other industry awards so that they continue to win awards and be industry leaders. You can take that content from the award and discover new SEO keywords that you've never leveraged before. You can take it and get reviews and rankings from different sites, review sites. So you can share it with analysts before it's public and the analysts will get that insight and uh, those industry insights of what they're doing. You can take the award-winning content and create workshops around what different people are doing with your solution. Plus, your sales team or your renewal team can leverage these insights for the renewal, phrasing things a certain way so that pushing the right buttons so that they're assured to get that renewal. Your training team can take that content and build it in to their training processes. You can bundle stories together and create a white paper on a certain subject matter, leveraging, you know, different proof points. An investor package. You can take the award content and your CFO can build it in to the investor package that he builds out. I'll stop there. I mean, there's so much content. And I'm envisioning listeners, like, thank goodness this is recorded, so they can go back and they can, you know, frantically scribble down all of these different things, because you bring up a good point, several good points that I think we, we sell ourselves short with award programs and just how far those tentacles can go within the organization. I would like to come back 
we'll come back to a few of these things, but two, okay. two things in particular right out of the gate. So you mentioned logos and logo yep. use. Yep. I know that's a big pain point for a lot of us in this industry, especially for those of us that work perhaps in security or, or technology, where sometimes securing those logos is challenging. How, how do you go about it with an awards program? And what's the secret that makes it different with an award program than say, just asking to share the story? It's the approach. And it's always been the approach with developing content. It's how you make the ask. I remember something that Nick said from Ceridian. He would say, do not ask for a favor. That was several years ago, and that stuck in my mind. Back in 2006, when I, excuse me, 2005, when I started my very first award program, I took the approach of this is an honor. This is an honor for you to be nominated for this award. And we hope you will accept the nomination. And that's a strategy that I've always used. I have never asked anyone to fill out an award entry form. I have always nominated people and presented it that we're not nominating everybody. We're only nominating some of our customers who have done thought leadership types of projects. And you happen to be one of them. And we hope you accept our nomination. And by filling out that form and sharing your success story, you also give consent for the logo and the name of your company because we're putting it on an award. We're putting it on a website. We're presenting you as an industry thought leader who happens to be an award winner. Yes. Celebrating those accomplishments. And I know we talk a lot about, I agree with you wholeheartedly, obviously, as you know, that it's not a favor. It's what are we providing for our customers and an opportunity to obviously be recognized and and a huge personal and professional brand development and recognition Uh for them. So somewhat back to, to the first question that I had asked, and I'll divide this into two parts. You mentioned 2005. I'm not a math wizard, but I'm pretty sure that that was 17 years ago, if my math is correct, that you did your first award program. So do you agree with me when I said that it seems in the last couple of years, there's been a lot more momentum behind it? Yes. If you do agree, why do you think that that is? What's contributed to the acceleration? I mean, we you talked about all of these wonderful things that it brings to the org, but what do you think has accelerated these programs? I think the recognition of customer marketing these recent years, I think the focus um, on the customer relationship has sharpened and that it's, it's just so critical for that earned revenue and award programs help you 
with the earned revenue. They help solidify it and strengthen it. Plus, people are now beginning to understand the content that's driven from it. Mm-hmm. I I don't think people realized it before. I am concerned that maybe there are too many award programs out there. That that could be considered one of the detriments to an award program is my next question so yeah keep keep rolling with that because you did zero in on one of the things that I always am concerned about where it it, it's kind of the everyone gets a trophy sort of approach (gasps) oh yes yes you, you went the other way which is no this is a recognition of a select few so do you think that for me I see that as a detriment to the meaningfulness of some of the award programs that really are elevating a select few. But I'd like to hear more about, you know, where have we maybe misstepped? Well, it's when it's not given sincerely and honestly in recognition of success that they have received. It is a detriment when you give it to someone because, hey, they're a customer. What? And that's, that's it. it they're a customer that that's why they won an award well that's not award worthy that's not thought leadership that's not success that's just everyone winning an award you know that is insincere and dishonest i do hold every award program should have a rubric There should be judging criteria. There should be internal and external judges. And the awards should provide recognition, respect, and and reward for the business relationship. But there needs to be metrics. It's okay to have honorable mentions. You know, if someone doesn't come through with metrics, with being able to show that success that's okay they're an honorable mention but they're not an award winner Mm -hmm. and it needs to be handled that way honestly sincerely because i know how much you love metrics and talking about data one of the things that i've always used as a guidepost, if you will, for, for many things, not only awards, but other things within customer advocacy, is this marriage between the numbers and the narrative. Because I think that's when you have a story. And if you go all qualitative, then you don't really have benchmarks. If you go the mm-hmm. other way, you don't have that that story. So identifying award winners, I think you have to have both. I like your thoughts on that as well. But then also you mentioned earlier metrics as a result of having an award program. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about what are you getting out of it? What like data are you able to share with the org that has proven valuable as a result of a, a program? Yeah, I, I always refer to it as the before and after picture. And I'm constantly on a diet. And I've got my before picture that is horrific back in the days. And I'm constantly on the diet. And my current picture is my after picture. And a year from now, I will have a different after picture. It is that continuous road to 
towards your goal, whatever your strategy, your vision is, that becomes your after. And you do want to keep a limited number of months or years between the before and after. It could be three years. It could be five years, depending upon the complexity of the implementation, the program, the project, and the final vision being achieved. I don't know if that answered your question or not. It does for for a portion of it. I'm curious if you've been able to crack the nut as far as kind of connecting award winners and recognition to sales, retention, anything like that. Do you feel that it contributes? And and have you, because if anyone has tracked it, it's you. Oh my gosh. I, I can tie the success of an award program providing benefits to any department that you name within an organization. I'm going to quiz you on that in a little bit. And you should, <laughs> because it's, I, I greatly appreciate that challenge. I do want to say about an award program that it shouldn't be done by one team, one department. There should be representation from different areas within an organization. You need to get a committee together from different departments engaged so that you are setting the criteria of what the award is recognizing and what kind of information you want to pull out of your customers to show success. And again, that talks about that rubric. You you need to define those goals of the award program, the metrics that you need as a company for recognizing someone to be successful. And plus that gives an idea to who you're nominating, what you're looking for. Everyone on the committee needs to contribute to that input so that when you do get these fine submissions, that everyone's able to benefit. I like that. I like that approach. And that that may be the first of, of three pieces of advice they'll ask you about here in a second. And as we're we're talking, and you've obviously built numerous award programs, and as you mentioned, content to help others do the same. You've done that at industry events, and you know, you've been gracious enough to join me again. We'll open that up so that listeners know we'll host a peer perspectives session where they'll get to come and ask you questions because I know there will be some around, okay, the committee and how do you get that? How do you get that formed and get that done? Before I start the challenge, what three pieces of advice would you give to listeners who are going to start a program or they're thinking about it? What are the top three things to keep in mind? Number one, committee. You don't do it in a vacuum. Number two, rubric. Design it, define it so that you can measure it and you have the before and the after picture of success and you can promote it before and after the event and think outside the box. Get 
creative about everything. Don't be vanilla about anything. The award itself, how do you announce it? How do you congratulate them? How do you do anything and everything around the award program? Get creative about everything you possibly can. Those are the three things I would suggest. That's great advice. That's great advice. Thank you. So, okay, the challenge. I put down a list because you promised that you could showcase the value of customer rewards to anyone I come up with in a company. You said you'd accept the challenge. So I have a list of six or seven. And I think to make this, we'll kind of go rapid fire on this. I'll give you the name of a group and you tell me two to three, like hands down, this is what they're going to get out of it. And we'll work our way through the list. Sound good? I, that I'm ready. You go. Okay. Let's start with an easy one. Marketing. This one's easy. Customer content. More content than you ever imagined. More references than you ever imagined. Press release, news and media coverage, social coverage of every single winner, by product, by region. Oh, and you can barter for a free media sponsorship by offering them a seat in judging and getting advance notice, uh, reading the award nominations before anything is public and giving them direct access to the content providers, the customers, so that they might do interviews and do a media article. That's quick and easy for marketing. Quick and easy. And that was good. You gave about 10 things, which I love. And that's why I love talking to you because I, and I should have prefaced perhaps the question with this. If there are those of those of us who are listening or they're thinking about doing this and launching a new program, buy-in is real. Like you do need to achieve that buy-in. And that's why I wanted to have BT go through this and keep going with this rapid fire list. So as you're building out your committee, I would assume, BT, that it's good to be able to form that committee while also telling them what's in it for them. Yep, absolutely. So next groups. Relationship enhancer you're not asking them to spend money you are presenting them with an honor again showing them recognition respect and reward increase nps scores and renewal rates go up i did a test one year that 100 percent of the award winners renewed the following year the following following two years i had one that did not renew in 2008 out of the group but 2008 excuse me 2009 was when they renewed that was a tough year for people that's when the economy took a crash and you have deeper engagement with the account which also helps with depth and breadth of knowing more people within that account. So that that sells. Nice. And and maybe customer success. I think probably renewal may jump yeah. into that category as well. But but what else for the CS? More engagement for an improved relationship. Great for listing on the QBR deck, of course, increase NPS score and better attendance 
at the QBR that you schedule with them and attendance at upcoming meetings. Very good. All right, let's move to product. How about the product? Product management. Well, better identification of who the product experts are within the organization who internally know the solution. A lot of times, you know, there are different people who have different roles that you work with within an account. Potential targets for product reviews and and focus groups that are coming up with analysts, potential targets for alpha and beta testers, or yeah, I, I would say those would be more for product management. I agree. And I, if I may add on, and this could go with any group, but an awards program, not only all the content and all of the results, but let's be selfish for a second. I didn't actually put customer advocacy on this list. So maybe I'll, I'll take that. You can add on, but it feeds you as a CMA professional gives you all kinds of other jumping off points. And you mentioned BT product focus groups. You, know, you mentioned references earlier. So I don't have it on the list, but let's not forget about ourselves, right? It's okay to be right. selfish. <laughs> exactly. It, it definitely helps our career and it makes us more valuable to all these other teams internally. Agreed. How about customer support? It identifies potential community members, people who might be community leader, and also potential future employees that they might want to hire. A good one. We actually did from one of our awards. He was such an expert on one of our products and writing up the success that we made an offer to him. I love it. It's it's thinking outside the box, right? Hiring uh-huh. the, the best candidate. Okay, I certainly can't finish the list without the executive team. Your C-suite. Well, you're not going to believe this, but I'm going to share it because it's true. Mergers and acquisition packaging, positioning yourself when you are looking to be acquired when you have so much customer positive customer content that provides extra proof and evidence of the renewal rate of the MPS scores that you share it actually tipped the scale in our favor back in 2010 when our company was acquired because we had hundreds of customer testimonials, customer success stories, customer videos, more so than the other organizations that they were looking at to acquire us. And 90% of that content came from the award programs that we had in the last three years leading up to 2010. So M&A, if you're positioning yourself for acquisition, create an award program, get it out there. Investors, investors look at that presentation package and they're looking for the voice of the customer in it. And when you're doing earning calls, 
you want to do shout outs of brands that are renewing, that are doing award programs with you, that are sharing their success with you. And one more that I'm going to, I'm going to toss over to you for a couple of reasons. One, I I want to hear your answer, but two, this HR, human capital, human resources, you know, the people and operations team. I know there's different names that are used today, but this one is fascinating me and I'm going to have another podcast session, actually, one of the next ones where we get into this a little bit, but talk awards and HR. It gives you the best candidates. The quality of the customer base in your award program if you're looking for you know engineers or environmentalists or whatever the position is you have the pickings there who know your product who understand how to utilize it and you know can provide those professional services that you may need and fill plus The quality of your customer base, these award-winning customers help attract the best candidates as well. You can put out there in your job posting in your search that you have X amount of award-winning customer base. So that attracts a higher quality candidates for you. I think. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So again, I picture everyone going back and jotting down, need to have this as a cheat sheet. You probably already have one, BT, don't you? Or it'll be part of some of the workshop materials that you do. It's so nice to be able to have this information for those who are getting started, or maybe they want to expand an awards program. And I'd like to just, I know, obviously, I shared some of these questions ahead of time, but I also told you, you might get some wild cards. So I have two more questions, if you don't mind, that I would like to ask. So you mentioned thinking outside the box and being creative. I know I've talked about that before, where this job does not have to be boring at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite, but we get to use our creativity What has been your favorite example, either from someone else's awards program or your own, that was the most creative and fun way of of doing customer awards? I would say, well, again, I'm going to go back to one of my examples way, way back in the beginning, because I had a budget of a shoestring. And I attached everything to an existing event and borrowed and stole money from an existing event. I did the nomination. A lot of it was via email, followed by phone call, followed by email. And when we got the write-up and it was judged, we sent a congratulation package of a certificate printed off of our, you know, office printer (laughs) in a nice little folder with a Mylar balloon on a string that would pop up when you opened it that said congratulations. And do you remember those 
cards that you open up a birthday card and it played music? Yes. We took out the music in one of those. We bought like several birthday cards and it has Tina Turner singing You're Simply the Best. And, you know, when you open it up, the music would play. So we did that. We did it. We shipped boxes overnight. I think it was the first one we sent. I think it was 18 boxes overnight to our winners and called them the next day. And they, every single one of them just said, this was such a surprise. This was incredible. Everyone was joking in the office. It was Everyone loved it and it wasn't expensive and it wasn't, you know, it didn't break a budget. It was just simple congratulations followed up with a call and it, it was a hit. It was simply the best. It was. (laughs) And if there's any Schitt's Creek fans out there, I can't help it. I'm sorry if I don't know, BT, if you watched the show, but I love it. That song is forever. (laughs) And I was, I'm a Tina Turner fan, but now it's just, it's associated with that. So I play that, that scene in my head. But I, I, I think you actually answered my, my other question, which was going to be around limited budgets, right? We have to be very real. You know, we are facing right now where a lot of us will be doing more with less. And I love that story because it's a reminder of something that, you know, drew me to customer advocacy in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that's the element of the unexpected and true appreciation. And it doesn't have to be, to your point, expensive. So I love that. And I've done similar kind of whimsical things. And I like to encourage everyone like, like you said, think outside the box, be creative, come up with fun, whimsical. I think it's making a big comeback. So let's all feel empowered to to do things like that. Yeah, well, I really think if everyone just keeps in mind, recognize the person, show them respect and reward them with the award. It doesn't need to be anything huge, budget breaking, just sincere honest recognition respect and reward i i agree and i think a lot of listeners would agree as well it's part of at the heart of why we do what we do and now as we start to wrap up here i want to shift for a moment and i want to ask this question of of all of the guests that graciously accept the invitation to join me you've been doing this a long time i know that i've you know, yourself and and Helen, I've called you the godmothers of customer advocacy. So this one really matters for you. What is the best piece of advice that you would give to our community right now on any topic? Share your knowledge and experience with others. Be kind and keep an open mind to learn. And try to learn something new as often as you can. I love that. That's excellent advice. I want to thank you, BT, for sharing 
you know, taking the time to share your wisdom with us today. A ton of great information. For those of you who found this conversation as interesting as I did, and believe me, we could go for another hour, but you're probably sitting there, you have questions, you'd like to ask BT, well, hold on, you said that, what about this? You get a chance to ask them. That's my twist on this whole podcast thing, is to continue the conversation with the rest of the community. So that's the best part of the Customer X-Files. The conversation doesn't have to end today. If you aren't already connected with me on LinkedIn, please do so. Stay tuned for some more details on how you can get in on that conversation. And until next time, thank you again, BT. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, see you soon. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Customer X-Files. Don't forget to follow me, Allison Bukowski, on LinkedIn, where you'll find information about our Peer Perspective session, your chance to join the conversation live on each episode's topic, ask questions, and network with your peers. Customer X-Files is brought to you by PeerSpot. In a market full of hype, PeerSpot's buying intelligence platform is where tech pros go to get practical, reliable information on enterprise technology. You work too hard to build strong customer relationships. It's time to leverage those relationships in a way that maximizes value for your organization and minimizes customer effort. PeerSpot's approach to customer-driven content empowers customer marketers and advocacy professionals that strive to achieve the gold standard within their industry. For more information, check out marketing.peerspot.com. And to keep getting this show in your podcast feed every time a new episode drops, Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.